Welcome to the Seriously Joe podcast. I am Ken. I'm Shane. And we are super glad that you're here today. So a couple quick housekeeping things that we want to let you know today is, first of all, if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it, um, whether it is on uh, Spotify or Google or wherever, but also jump over to our YouTube page. If you are listening to this right now, but you want to see the things that we're making and maybe just see our dashing, dapper faces, um, we're usually just wearing trucker caps and t-shirts. So, uh, but if you want to do that and, and see what's going on there and see some of the bakes that we're creating, uh, you can go to our YouTube page, the Seriously Dough YouTube page. Uh, you can all, but also we would love it if you would rate this podcast, if you would review the podcast, and if you would share the podcast. Uh, you can do any of those things wherever you listen to podcasts, and please just take a moment. It would mean the world to us, because part of this is like, we'd love to share the, the love of baking with the world, Yep. right? So we wanna, we, we, if you do the reviewing, if you do the rating, what that does for us is that helps to knock things up a little bit and put us more in the forefront of what people might want to listen to if they're thinking about baking they type in baking anyways that's all fun stuff but we would love if you would please just take make some time to review that today also check out our instagram page we're starting to throw some more content out there also our facebook page all those places are places you can interact with us and we will interact with you sometimes we put our recipes up uh depending on copyright stuff but yeah. Yeah, so, so those are just great places for you to keep in contact with us. So, Shane, what are we talking about today? We're talking about white bread. Oh, yeah, white bread. Now, why did we pick white bread? Because this was your idea. Yeah, so white bread is kind of the basic, like, starting place where people start to bake, right? They, they just think, I'm going to start and I'm going to make a sandwich loaf of white bread. Um, it's something that's in most of our kitchens. Uh, we eat it, us Americans probably eat it almost daily and that. So we figured it would be a good place to start. Um, it's also a uh, way that professional bakers judge other bakers on whether or not they're truly good bakers or not is whether it's on the standard and the quality of what kind of white bread loaf they can make. Because it sounds simple, it sounds easy, but there's lots of variations to it as well like and you can do things to add more flavor to it so it's not just this bland you know lo loaf of bread well yeah i mean it, it for as many loaves as you could buy in the store like if you go buy if you go to the store you have all different brands and everyone has their brand of store-bought bread yep. that they really like though and we'll talk about this more a little later now that i've started to bake my own white bread i don't know if i'll ever go back uh, but when you were buying white bread, yeah. you know, like what was your favorite? Um, you know, really, it, we would just go with generic, mm -hmm. uh, whatever the store brand white bread was. Uh, that's what we would go with. It tasted the same as the name brand stuff, yeah. anyhow. So, and <laughs> I, I was super, super cheap with it. So, um, but when we when we lived up in New York, we would just get Wegman's brand most of the time, yeah. or, or Aldi's brand. Yeah. So my mom stopped buying white bread when I was a child. Yeah. We we did not eat it. <laughs> it was it was almost always wheat bread, and uh, and it, so 
but so when I had white bread, if you like tried to put cold butter on it, oh yeah, like it just it was like it was like wet paper. You yep. just like rip it uh, right through. Uh, but but what's interesting? So there's some so there's some fun history behind bread, and so of course we want to we want to tell you this stuff. We want to tell you that um, bread has a lot of history, and 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 bread especially is about as old as the human race. Yep. People have been grinding up wheat and creating some sort of bread in some way or another. But uh, a couple a couple fun things is, uh, you know how you used to chew on erasers? I don't know. Did you ever chew on your erasers of your pencil? I'm sure. I, well, yeah, because I can imagine exactly I what think that it, tastes like I right actually now. think <laughs> <laughs> that rubbery, yeah. like petroleum. And occasionally you catch the metal of it. Right. <laughs> oh, man, you catch the metal. It yeah. gives it that, that yep, little so zing in your teeth. I have I done know, it then. <laughs> I know anyone who's ever done that. Um, though I think like the younger generation uses more mechanical pencils, but my son is more about the, uh, the, he's always, he always walks into my office like, dad, you got any Ticonderoga number twos? <laughs> I'm like, those are the best. And I have taught you well, yeah. <laughs> but, but before that, before rubber erasers were a widespread thing, kids would use, or people would use like a, a squeezed up piece of white bread as a, as an eraser. Huh. Which is something I never thought to do, and I think I you kind of you probably wouldn't eat that afterwards. I imagine it brings into question the quality of that white bread. Too. <laughs> <laughs> if it was tough enough that we could yeah. we could use it as an eraser, uh, but so so also one of the things is one of these one of these things that we hear a lot is um, the best thing since sliced bread. Sliced bread. So yeah. you were telling me about this earlier. So why don't you tell that? Yeah, so uh, we all know that cliche statement, but we might not be aware of where that comes from or why it's such a great thing. But uh, white bread, so the history of bread, it goes back you know, thousands and thousands of years. It's been in every culture. It's an important thing. Um, white bread, not so much. White bread's relatively newer to that. And um, when it started to be developed, I think it was in a, like – early 1900s when they started to really slice it and at the bakery and stuff like that they invented these machines that you put the whole loaf in and it's just a whole bunch of saw blades that gravity works down and slices it all why it's so great the greatest thing since sliced bread is that uh the the women that would bake bread and the wives the mothers and that uh, loved having it sliced at the bakery so they didn't have to do it at home because it made it, it makes a mess. There's so many crumbs when you slice the bread and stuff. And so the greatest thing since sliced bread because all the mess stayed there. And it's just kind of cool thing, a little fun fact. Well, and I've been finding that, you know, like once the loaf gets cold, when it's when it's hot, you know, yeah. the, it, the everything is sticking together and there's a lot of moisture in it. Yeah. Um, but as the as the loaf gets cold, there is a lot more crumbs that, that happen. I mean, there's... Yeah. It's beautiful. Like this morning, I, I cut off because uh, uh, when we make it, there's two loaves that come out. Yep. So like one loaf is here and one loaf is at our house. But, um, you know, my daughter this morning was like, Dad, can I have a slice of bread with with peanut butter on it? So I was like, yes, you can have this fresh baked bread from yesterday. <laughs> and, uh, you know, threw it in our Star Wars uh, pop up toaster. And actually, did you know the pop up toaster was developed before the sliced bread machine? No, I, I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> so that that tells you how new sliced bread is, right? Um, but also that that during the during World War II in 1942 they stopped slicing bread. 
for a period of time. Yeah. Because of the because they wanted to it was part of the conservation of war efforts. So they said to the, they said to the, these these ladies who were home and and uh, maybe some guys, I don't know, but they said to them, you're just going to have to use your own knife because we're not using that steel, we're not using that yeah. that electricity. Everything's got to go to the war, the war effort. So that that was an interesting. I, I thought that was interesting that even though we had the greatest thing since sliced bread, um, you know, we weren't slicing bread for, for a little Still bit. Still had there. to pause it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, but but just cutting up that bread this morning, even like, it's just all over it's the a, board. It's <laughs> like, so all much over mess. the cutting board. Yep. We, we probably should have started this episode with a disclaimer, too, that if you start baking your own bread at home, especially white bread and stuff like that, you're at a great chance of no longer buying bread from the store. It's um, going to ruin you. Yeah, because, like, I, I started to do that, and, like, my kids now, they if we buy a loaf, like, if we're in a pinch and we need to buy a loaf from the store, they won't eat it. They might eat a piece or two, but then it just sits and it goes bad. And, uh, you know, the same is not for homemade bread. So disclaimer on that part, too. Like, if you start doing this, you might not be able to go back. Oh, and and... I think part of the allure to baking your own white bread or just baking your own bread in general is the smell that fills your house when you bake it. Um, I, I actually posted to Instagram and another, um, another baker of Instagram, that's a hashtag by the way, another baker of Instagram, um, I, I posted a video of me cutting open my first test loaf and like the steam just pouring out. And, uh, and and they just commented like I can smell it through the screen. Yeah. Um, and Renee came home yesterday. She's like, Oh my gosh, what is that wonderful smell? Yeah. So I had a I had a pastor friend who um, up in New York that he would go to church early on Sunday morning and bake a loaf of bread to fill up the church smell with homemade bread for when really? people would come in. And and would they use that? Actually, that's a really great. That's a that's a so because it and why would he do that yeah so i i think just to make people like it's that incentive to go to church because it mm -hmm. does smell awesome but it's a psychological mind trick too because it disney world does it i don't yeah. know if you if you knew this I or not but this, yeah. main, main street of disney world when you're walking and you've got cinderella's castle there you, it just smells sweet, and that's yeah. because they pump fragrance <laughs> into pump it. The fragrance, yeah. And so I, I think it's kind of that sort of thing yeah, too. But yeah. I mean, does anything make you? I've never come across somebody that's like, I don't like the smell of homemade bread. Yeah, if you don't like the smell of homemade bread, you know, I question your humanity, right. first of all. <laughs> but please let us know why you don't like the yeah. smell. But but that's a thing. Like it, it's really a it's a smell of comfort. Yeah, uh, and. And, and and homeliness and so I think that's important uh, you know you mentioned that that bread is so such a part of culture yeah. you know and a part of how people do things and actually the word um, the word companion like friends and people who are together that word actually has some pretty significant Latin roots that have to do with bread yeah right so the word companion uh, in, in Latin if you broke it down um, con which is the word if translated with so con with and then panis which is bread yeah so the word companion literally means with bread yeah right so when you're when you're friends with somebody or you have a companion with somebody and that i think goes to show the like the very important part of of bread 
bread and even as pastors like we know the importance of the part of the, the of bread is that you know jesus used the loaf of bread as as an element to describe you know how his body was broken for us and he said to like break this bread whenever you get together and, and a lot of times in our in our in teaching it's like well we have to reserve that right. for a sunday service but when I read that, like, I don't see Jesus going, make sure you only do it in church on yeah. Sunday. But, <laughs> once a month. <laughs> right, once a month. Um, make sure there's a pastor there. Yeah. But but he's talking about that, like, whenever you are together with somebody else, whenever you break bread together, like, remember this and, and, and have a sense of communion and, and, and the sacrifice that was made. So I think that's really cool, too. But bread is not... It's not just in the Christian faith, but it's used in other faiths as well. Right. Uh, so there's there's the that really fascinating aspect of of that. But companion, I just I just yeah. I read that and I was like, man, that is that's a cool little that's a cool little tidbit. So put that in your pocket. Tell your friends a little later. And <laughs> so, might be a question on Jeopardy. Or, yeah, right. Or something someday. So we uh, we also talked a little bit about sandwiches. Yeah. That's my favorite food group. Yeah. So uh, if, if you've ever heard of, have you ever heard of the, the restaurant, the Earl of Sandwich? Nope. I actually, so they're, they're around, but I've never been to one, but I've heard good things. Yeah. But the word sandwich, I love the words, like what, what a word originally means. But the word sandwich is actually a place. And the Earl of Sandwich was a real person. And it's called the sandwich, not because it was called the sandwich first. It was just this Earl, and his name was John Montague. It was in the mid-1700s. He was the fourth Earl of Sandwich. And he started a fashion of eating beef between two pieces of bread. So he would take two pieces of bread, slap a piece of beef in there. And, I, like, honestly, I don't know if there's a better way to enjoy <laughs> um, bread. It's by throwing some meat on it. Uh, but... But it it take it took off and people started calling it a sandwich. Yeah. Um, so so you like sandwiches? Oh yeah. So what? Tell me if you could like take two pieces. If we slice this up right now. Yeah. And you were going to make a sandwich. What would you put on that sandwich? So, one of my favorite meals would would be hot roast beef sandwiches. Mm. So hot roast beef and then. Smothered in gravy, side of mashed potatoes. That I'm a half camper. Uh, that that would be the way I would. That would be the best sandwich that I could I could think of. Uh, how about yourself? Um, so I am. So this is. So there's a couple ways for me to go here because I, I'm not just one or another. So I, my go-to is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, yeah. Like peanut butter and jelly. And I love a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yep. Um, they're not the healthiest sandwich in the world, but I really, really enjoy that sweet and the nutty and the bread that's soft and it's so good. But I, I like to put a layer of butter on the jelly side okay. so the jelly doesn't soak into the bread. So it creates a barrier, but also creates that nice little salty little zing yeah. uh, that comes from the butter. But if I'm not eating that, I love a ham and Swiss with oh, yeah. honey mustard and mayo sandwich. Yep. I mean, that is that's so good. Yep, I do that. Yep. So really, that that's good. So so beyond sandwiches. Yep. What are some other some other ways that you enjoy to eat white bread? Right out of the oven. Yeah. Um, it's not the best. And it's not the easiest to cut. So I'm usually like self restraint. 
wait 10 to 15 minutes before I slice into it. Isn't there this like deep longing like as soon as it comes out of the yep. oven? Like you just want to rip it in half and it's like it. shove your face into it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I think that's just in our DNA to be that way. I like feel like my, my parents, I don't know, did you ever own a dog? Oh yeah. Right? Like when you put the dry food out, they're like, yeah, we'll eat that. But when you put like the wet food out, yeah. the dog like, like shoves their face into it. Like, yeah. You know, like people who are listening, like you probably really enjoyed that sound. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. um, but just like, I feel like just ripping it in half and just like shoving my face in it and then breathing like all that warm, yeasty, yeah. beautiful smell in and then yeah. just, then just consuming it like okay. within, with, without even thinking of it. I just, <laughs> that's, I, you know, I still like it warm enough that it'll melt the butter. Yes. Um, that's, that's that. And. Uh, but what's great about homemade bread too is that, like after a couple of days, it's it doesn't last as long as store bought bread right. because there's not yeah. as many preservatives. But the toast that it makes is oh phenomenal too. Yes, like and so that's one you know that and then a couple of days later when you're using up the rest of the loaf and making toast that with a over easy egg. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I'm a I'm an orange marmalade type of guy. Yeah. Like, I never knew about orange marmalade until the story Paddington. Okay. And marmalade was Paddington's thing. And I didn't think it was a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then one day I was in the store, I was like, marmalade? That's a real thing? I thought that was like a foreign delicacy or something that they only serve in... That they to only stuffed serve animals. In, you know, <laughs> to stuffed animals in Great Britain. You know? <laughs> So I, uh, so I bought the marmalade, and I have been like obsessed ever since. I lo- I almost always keep marmalade in the house, and yeah. I, I've taught my children the way of the marmalade. And uh, I was actually at the diner yesterday, um, Scarfalados in Honesdale, and uh, I asked for marmalade. I said, "Oh, because sometimes diners have the marmalade, right, right?" And I said, "Do you have any marmalade?" And she goes, "Yes, I do." And I was like, "Oh, yes, it's going to be a great day." And then she came back. She goes, "We have no marmalade." Oh. And I was like. <laughs> And there goes my day. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, not that my day rises and falls on the presence of marmalade, but it helps. Yep. Every every little bit helps. Um, but yeah, I like to toast that, toast it, and and throw some butter on it, and throw some marmalade on it, and yeah, again, like that that crispiness, and and the kids are really taking to it. So I'm I'm really happy for that. Yeah. So. So when when did you cook? When did you bake your first loaf of white bread, and what what made you get into it? And... I couldn't even tell you that, to be honest with you. I've been experimenting and messing with it and failing for so long. Uh, I it probably would have been when I was first married. So probably for the past fourteen years or so that I was. So doing you're a that. veteran. Yeah. But uh, but years of messing up, yeah. years <laughs> of messing up, and um, you know different recipes and stuff like that, and uh, yeah. So th- I couldn't even begin to tell you. So sure. why why did you start baking your own bread? Um, mostly just memories. Uh, like my mom and grandfather baked, like we've talked about before, um, and then just to see if I could do it. I yeah, mean, there's a, yeah. there's so much of it of baking is just to see if I can do it. Yeah, and uh, you know that that's kind of what has driven me for it, and then the frustrations when I did mess up of trying to figure out where did I mess up, how can I make yeah. this better? And, yeah, yeah. How about yourself? 
Last week. Last week. <laughs> nice. Never made a loaf of bread. Yeah. Not not like bread bread. Yeah. Like white bread. Um, I made quick breads like my whole like for a very long time since I was a kid, helping yeah. my mom make um uh like banana breads right, and right. lemon breads and, and things like that. But uh and zucchini bread. I really love good zucchini bread. Um and it's almost zucchini season. It is. So that is actually maybe a good idea for a show sometime in the summer. Yeah. I like that. Um but yeah, so I just, you know, it was, it was this podcast that said, you know, like I, I'd never really baked bread before. So my first white loaf was last week. Okay. And, um, I think the, the first one may have failed and the second one was good. And then I tried a wheat loaf, which was, I, you know, I'm really good at making bricks now. Yeah. I know, oh, how, yeah. To, I know how to build buildings. Um, just start cooking wheat loaves. <laughs> it's wheat bread. Wheat bread is my nemesis. Yeah. Like, it, it is such a challenge, but there's some tricks to it too. We'll I am so it agitated about it that yeah. I am not going to stop until I make a yeah. decent loaf of wheat bread. Uh, but that's another podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I when I made this white bread last week, I I um, it was actually I was talking to my mom about it because my mom has been has been making her own white bread for a while now, yeah. and uh, and she wanted to. She started doing that um, for some health reasons, which I know is, is part of yours as well. Yeah. And uh, and she sent she sent me. I didn't have. She goes, "Do you have a recipe?" And I said, "No, I don't have a recipe." And so she she texted me a picture of this recipe. And um, Shane, to say I have messed this recipe up and done it in the wrong order like six <laughs> times is an understatement. And this yeah. loaf right here, I did everything in the right order. Like I actually read the directions through. Yeah. Like I'm a typical. I it's a stereotype, right? Like right. of guys, like, well, we we could do this. We don't need directions. Um, and so I was putting everything in the wrong bowls at the wrong time, yeah. and then mixing improperly, <laughs> and then, you know, too much here and too little there. Yeah. And, but I think I finally nailed it. Yours is prettier than mine. That is unusual as well. It, it, it is. Yours, <laughs> yours looks more tr like a sandwich loaf. It does. Um, yeah. And which, you know, it, it, there's a number of different reasons. We use different recipes. There's, yep. We use different pans. And that's, you know, it's a good example of saying don't be afraid of it. And, you know, just do it. And it's it might not look perfect like mine today. Um, <laughs> it, it'll taste good, though. And it, will, it all tastes good. I mean, yeah. even the loaves I failed, yeah. like they still taste good. Yeah. You know, they were dense as anything. Um, but you know what you do with a dense loaf? You could do a few things. Give what it you, to the chickens. You give it to the, as I'm. I'm actually watching chickens run yeah. across the road. And I'm not even lying. Yeah. They're out the window of where we're sitting. There are chickens running across yeah. the road. So are those the chickens you give it to? Like your neighbor's chickens? No, or? we we give them to um, friends of ours that have chickens. If uh, <laughs> if I mess up on a loaf or something like that, or it goes too stale, just yeah. give them to the chickens. Yeah, I um. So we we've been t so. When I messed up the other day, I just handed this, I handed one of the wheat loaves to my caregiver and I go, um, it is not a great loaf of bread, yeah. but it is a loaf of bread. And if you'd like it, it's yours. <laughs> and so um, her son came this morning and, and he goes, that was really good. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're, so, just, you're so nice. Bless your heart. <laughs> bless your heart. <laughs> just, just wait till it actually tastes good. Yeah. Uh, but I like to pour gravy over it, like some gravy. And oh, some, yeah. so the loaves that I messed up, we've just dumped some beef gravy and some beef over it. And it was, it was rocking. 
Nice. Uh, so, so tell me about like ingredients in your loaf of bread, and and actually tell it. So there, there's a huge difference yes. between the ingredients of a homemade loaf of bread yep. and a loaf of bread that you buy in the store. And you know more about this than I do. Yep. So tell us about this, Shane. Probably ought to go with my bread first, right? It's yeah. a little bit easier. So I use unbleached uh, all-purpose flour. Um, then I have salt, oil, so olive oil, mm-hmm. um, yeast and water and sugar so what it, i was only partially count, counting but what's that five ingredients yep. tops so we're talking about white bread and perhaps the most famous white bread say it out loud to yourself right now the is, most famous white bread it is yep you got it wonder bread yeah so i was gonna say it'd be a wonder if you oh didn't get man it, I'm, I'm sorry i just stomped all that's over okay that. Let me read you the ingredients. I'm a horrible co-host. Hey, that's all right. <laughs> uh, let me read you the ingredients list. So you can, you can actually see it, that list of that. Okay? Yeah, show, just, so, uh, that is impossible. That's see, not, never mind. See that white screen? All you see is a white screen. Yeah, <laughs> that, there's that. But here's, here's the ingredients list. Oh, please, I want you to say all of them. Okay. Maybe just half of them because there's a lot. I'll, I'll say them all. Okay, so unbleached and rich flour. Wheat flour, malted barley, flour, niacin, reduced iron, thiamine, mononitrate, riboflavin, folic acid, water, high fructose corn syrup, yeast, and then contains 2% or less of each of the following. Calcium carbonate, soybean oil, wheat gluten, salt, dough conditioners, contains one or more of the following. Sodium sterile, sterile lactylate, <laughs> calcium sterile, uh, lactylalite, monoglycerides, mono and diglycerides, distilled monoglycerides, <laughs> calcium peroxide, calcium iodate, DATEM, ethyloxylated mono and diglycerides, enzymes, azorbic acid, vinegar, hey, I know what that is. I do. Monocalcium phosphate, yeast extract, modified cornstarch, sucrose, sugar, soy lecithin, Cola calciferol, vitamin D3, because there's no nutritional value whatsoever to Wonder Bread. <laughs> Soy flour, ammonium sulfate, calcium sulfate, calcium proportionate, which is helpful to avoid spoilage. So that whole list of things. That, ladies and gentlemen, is your Wonder Bread. And why you should start baking on your own. Uh, because... All of the five ingredients, and yours is probably right around there as very, well. Very, very similar. Yeah. Uh, we know what they are. Yep. We, we know what they are. We don't have to go to a dictionary and have a PhD in chemistry to understand what is in our food. Um, that's the major part of it. Um, so let me talk a little bit about mine. I'll cut yeah, just a slice. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if we talked about what you call the end of the bread or not. I think we did. You called it the heel, I think. Or did you call it the butt? I've heard of it both ways. Butter heel. Yeah. So, I don't so do you want butter? <laughs> do bears poop in the woods? And pigs fly at midnight. So <laughs> I'll let you butter that. Um, All right. So it looks good. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's it's a recipe that I've kind of modified. It's a multi-purpose recipe, um, but it's yummy. Um, and so you just you mix it together. Um, 
you let it rise once, um, but I, I used a special kind of olive oil. So two different kinds of olive oil is what I used. I can taste it already. Yeah, so I used one that was infused with basil, mm -hmm. and then I used one that was infused with wild mushrooms and sage. Um, so it's, you know, there's a, just a little extra pop to it to make it a little bit different than the standard white bread. Yeah, I'm going to have to take the rest of this home. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. I made a second loaf. This is so, so good. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, you can very much taste that basil and that immediately, like I, when I breathed in before it even went in my mouth, yeah. I could hear, I could hear. <laughs> that's how strong the senses are. But the basil is so subtle yeah. in that. And it's and it's just so good. So wow, Shane, that's that's a really good loaf of bread. Now, where did you get this this recipe? And is this the normal recipe that you use? This is the normal recipe that I use, and I actually um, I just have modified it myself over the years. So it's it's kind of one of those ones. Like if I was to sit down and write out what my recipe was for bread, this is the one that would be like off the top of my head. Um, I I don't need to look it up. I I just know what it is and. Uh, that but it's a multi-purpose use uh it's great for white bread great for pizza great for yeah. french bread that sort of thing um we talked also about you know using our um if we had a favorite pan or not so i don't know what this part of the podcast would be called but this is my like recommendation if you're going to buy something that's worth the investment so pan du jour yeah so i have this bad boy right here um, it is a stone bread pan designed for sandwich loaf bread, um, and it's made by Pampered Chef. And so right now they're really out of stock on stoneware. Mm -hmm. um, but if you know somebody that sells Pampered Chef, get on a waiting list for this. Um, and what's great about it is that I'm very close to this being nonstick. So eventually what will end up happening is you bake it so much and it'll turn a dark, dark brown, almost like a dark black. And you can just throw your dough in there. You don't need to oil or season or anything like that. So do you have to oil? So I've always wondered this about stoneware. Do you have to oil that? Yeah. Now? So, yeah. so you, and then it gets to a point where you just have to experiment. Like, is it nonstick now? So you would throw <laughs> is that it in nonstick and, now? Um, but yeah, I, I just spray it with oil or rub olive oil around it. And mm -hmm. eventually, like I follow the, once this this darker brown here around the edge starts to travel down the sides and into the bottom, that's yeah. when it'll be nonstick. So how long have you had that? This one's probably two years now. Yeah. I had one before and it was dark brown. It was fully seasoned. I had it for years and I was I just moved something off the stove and it just went sliding down landed on the floor and broke and well now i know why you were lamenting this yeah in our last conversation I almost cried yeah like, <laughs> it was that bad that's like uh you know it's like cast iron you know yeah. like this deep love i mean if you use cast iron you love cast iron yeah. and you'll never use teflon again that's right yeah. um you know so it's probably the same it's a patience thing but once yeah. you, once yeah. you it's a worthwhile investment and that i highly recommend get one of those yeah yeah Tell us about your bread. All right, my bread also has about five ingredients. So there's water, there is, yeah, I'll let you slice that. Um, so there's water and there is, <laughs> there's more water. There's water, there's milk, uh, butter, some sugar, uh, definitely the yeast. And I use bread flour um, to, to bake my loaf. And so this is just a basic sandwich loaf. 
Uh, this is the recipe that my mom sent me um, that I experiment, experimented with a few times to try and um, eventually finally follow the directions properly. Uh, and, and so now what I have is this really, like, I, I love how spongy it is. Mm -hmm. um, so I, you can kind of see it. There, if you're on YouTube and watching this, you can see there's the crumb that there's the crumb going on there. So that's, but that was good. But um, I I actually enjoy the kneading process, you know. So I abandoned the dough hook. Good for you this week, um, because I the times I did it and tried to use it, I was unhappy with what was happening yeah. with that dough hook in my mixer. And I don't know if it's my mixer or what, but I mean it's a it's a good kitchen aid. You know stand-up mixer um, but when it was when it, all the ingredients were were done this this little particularly um, you know I just turned on some music and I set the timer for 15 minutes and I just needed the bread for 15 minutes and it's actually like a really it's a really calming process for me yeah um, you know because it's rhythmic because it it's just kind of over and over and a repeated process uh, and it's I, violent. You it, get to it, put people's faces. Yeah, to I mean, if you're really struggling with something, yeah. you just kind of bang it down a few times, and then you throw it up and you slap it. No, I'm just kidding. Cheaper than therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Cheaper than therapy. These are pastors. Where we are. This is Don't mean what we're do saying. Yeah. It's a joke, guys. It's yep. a joke. Um, kind of. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but I really enjoy the kneading process in in you know getting that you know feeling that. You know the dough will get sticky and then you throw a little more flour on just ever so slight more flour on then eventually it does get to the point where it's mildly sticky and elastic and you're like oh i did it this time yeah um but i didn't oil so you have to oil the so you have to so if you're going to be doing this um you have to oil the bowl that you're gonna that you're gonna allow the dough to rest in and rise in um, but you also have to oil the the dough ball and one yeah. of the things that i found is that I've used um, just basic vegetable oil to do that, uh, but I found it's better to use butter, yeah. like to take a cold, almost a cold stick of butter and to do that all around the bowl. And then I take a, a little pad of butter and my hands are clean and I, and I melt it between my hands and then I, and then I rub that around the dough ball yeah. and put it in. Uh, but what that's going to do is, is is it helps when you actually take the dough out of the bowl because the dough is going to double in size right. and it's going to fill that entire bowl. And then when you dump it back out onto you, the surface that you're doing, your kneading on or you're spreading, um, is that, you know, it won't stick to that surface and it, and it still has that elasticity, but also you don't want it to stick to whatever is covering it because you have right. to cover it. Um, cause when you stick it, what, when, when you do that, the process gets messed up a little bit yeah. um, and actually if you if you were I, I'm I see this I know no one else would see this I would have never um, noticed but, but it's bothering me and I'm not really a perfectionist but I am in, in some ways um, but when I when I covered this this dough to rise it it went all the way to the top and it wasn't greased well enough and when the when I pulled off the plastic wrap off the top of it, and it's just lightly placed over there, it's not tight. Yeah. Um, some of it stuck, and it created almost like these blemishes on an otherwise like perfect looking loaf of bread. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that I mean, it's silly, you know. So, uh, so yeah, I, I'm I'm really really pleased with this with this recipe, and uh, and I mean it's just basic. It doesn't have those cool flavors like yours does. 
Um, but it, that tasted, was, it tasted great. Yeah. So and we, we haven't got to that part yet, but it did. It tasted great. Uh, and it, I'm glad you used bread flour because that's the other difference. Like I used all-purpose flour and you use bread flour. And it, it's that those options are available to, to use and stuff like that. Now, too. what is the difference between bread flour and all-purpose flour? I couldn't tell you that for sure. All right. We're um, going to tell you that the next show. Yeah. Maybe. But it, it is it's to deal with the it's it's how processed it is yeah. so it you know it's all purpose is processed differently than what bread flour is i think bread flour would probably be a little bit more processed like down yeah. that process line um you know which you know it it affects the nutritional value as well all purpose is probably a little bit more they're both nutritionally not great um, sure right <laughs> but it would be a little bit less because it's a little higher processed and and the other thing, other question I have for you is now I started with my second. I think my second time I did this, um, I have a scale, and so I started weighing my flour yeah. instead of measuring it out with cups. Um, and that's that's what they recommend on the side of the bags. That's what they recommend yeah. in the recipes because if you look up bread recipes, what you're gonna find is there's weights involved, mm -hmm. like this many ounces. So my so. The loaves that I made required 30 to 31 and a half ounces. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just a basic kitchen scale. I put my big bowl on there. It, it brought everything to zero, and then you just dumped the flour in. Um, but I think that prevents packing of the flour. Like, yeah. it allows the flour to, to maintain more air in between it so that it mixes better. Yeah. It, um, it does the... It's more precise that way, too. So I, I do that for certain um, recipes and stuff like that. For this, I go more by feel and, like, the texture of making sure it's coming yeah. together, that sort of thing. But um, weighing it does, it, it makes it much more precise, especially if you go into using the metric system. So the metric system is way more accurate even than going the, by ounces. And, the American, yeah. the imperial system. Yeah. How pretentious is that? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's another episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, anything else you want to say about your bread or bread in general? No, nope, we... still love it. Yeah, I'm still convinced me this is a good thing when I took a bite of that. So. Yeah, I'm excited. I ordered a new bread knife too. I can't wait till you it gets here. Yeah, I was. I did all sorts of research. Yeah, on the interwebs. And I found this one knife is like 22 bucks. That's it. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And it was literally rated the best on numerous sites. They're like, buy yeah. this knife. Was, was it like, made by like samurais in <laughs> Japan? And it was made by dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> and Moria. Yeah, that's right. Their last in the mines of Moria. <laughs> and, they, and then they got rid of them yeah. as soon as the goblins came. Um, sorry, that was really. That's we a funny trail. Mm -hmm. We could have gone down. We could have. And we're going to. Get back to bread. Yeah. <laughs> Us Shire folk will just eat bread. Actually, Shane and I are not even resemblance of Shire folk no, in our no, size. No, no. Not Maybe even our hair. Bit. Maybe the, the amount of hair that we both have. But, yeah. but when it comes to size, we're we're definitely yeah. from the land of men, yeah. <laughs> the race of men. You know, I, I did want to say one thing. Um, you just made a quick comment about not using the dough hook. Anymore, and that you, I need almost everything by hand as well. So, kneading by hand, it's very difficult to over knead. Using a dough hook on your mixer, it's very easy to over knead. And what happens when you over knead? Um, you're, you would get a very dense loaf, you break down the gluten too far, um, 
which it won't allow it to be the light airy that we we have here yeah um if you overwork it it'll become a smaller denser loaf that's uh not as appealing excellent so awesome so hopefully y'all learned something about bacon bread yep. this week and uh baking know, bread not bacon bread bacon but that bread. might be another well, that, thing that sounds really <laughs> <laughs> light bulb <laughs> Uh, so hopefully you learned something about baking bread. Yeah. Um, and if you want to throw some bacon in there, knock yourself out. Uh, but next time, we are going to be talking English muffins. And uh, I love a good English muffin. Me too. So I've, I've never made one, so I'm kind of excited for it. I, I have made them in the past. It was actually one of the first things that I made, which is unusual. Like, why didn't I go with something easy, like just regular Go bread. big or go home. And uh, so I did. I made them... Probably the last time I made it was like three and a half years ago. Okay. But I was making them pretty consistently. So I'm, I'm, yeah, we'll talk about that more next time uh, on the Seriously Dope podcast. Again, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you like, share, rate, review. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere you get this stuff. And hey, share it with a friend. Uh, but we are, yeah, that's it. Yep. Gonna be working on some giveaways hopefully here in the future. Uh, we'll figure out what that looks like and some incentives for helping us out uh, and just us showing appreciation for you guys and all the listeners that we have. Yeah, absolutely. If you're local, and uh, if you're local, definitely there's a possibility that there is some fresh baked bread in your future. Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much for tuning in this week, and we will talk to you all next time.